I think I think y'all should be able to hear me now. You should be able to hear Jesse as well. Um, welcome everybody to uh, this, I guess, review of WWE Hell in a Cell. Um, I watched bits and pieces of the show. Jesse watched the show in full. Um, so we'll give our thoughts on it, and I want to know your thoughts in the chat as well. So as always, before we get started, want to let everyone know: super chats and donations take priority. So if you have a super chat, you can send that right through YouTube. If you have a donation, there are donation links in the description of the video. Anything that you want answered, any questions, uh, if you have any predictions for any upcoming shows or any like upcoming stories or champions that you want to see, if you have um, really any anything at all about this show, about Hell in a Cell that you want your voice heard on, make sure to send super chats and donations. Any amount gets all that read out, and then it gets read out on the... Uh, the audio version as well of this show that goes out tomorrow on the Fight Talk podcast feed. So we want to, we want to know your thoughts on WWE Hell in a Cell. And there's you know some stuff that happened last night too um, that has a lot of people talking. So if you want your thoughts out there on you know Raw and the storylines going forward there and the potential kind of hope for the future of WWE Raw based on some of the stories that might be coming out of tomorrow and stuff. So we want to know your th your thoughts on that. That's a big reason why me and Jesse come on here is because we want to know the thoughts of the wrestling community on this stuff. So that being said, Jesse, how are you doing today? Doing good. A little bit of chaos beforehand. You got to hear me lecture <laughs> my husband about being careful at the pool. <laughs> yeah, I caught the tail end of that. I just put my headset back on. Um, <laughs> but there, yeah, it's it's chaos over in the Davin household. We all know that. I mean, Jesse's got little Savannah on her at all times. Little Scarlet, you know, she's still got to be a kid, you know. So, um, yeah. Then they're going to the pool, right? Her and Michael. Yeah. Well, it was chaos before because apparently we couldn't find the swimsuits. And uh, so Scarlett lost her mind. She was upset because they couldn't go to the pool. But they both found their swimsuits. So okay, good deal. Yeah, I never yeah. thought about that because like, for I've literally never thought about that after just now because like for guys, you can just you're, like even in public, I could just go swimming and like. Yeah. Honestly, if I had like thick enough boxers on, no one would really be able to tell the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like you can yeah. wear pretty much anything to get into a swim pool. Um, but like girls, like you have to consider so much more than that. You can't just like, you, like you have to have a bathing suit. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So crisis averted. They're going to the pool. So hopefully everything will be okay. I lectured my husband about the stages of drowning and how quick. <laughs> <laughs> Do, um, have you seen kids playing like, uh, like Marco Polo or, uh, any of those kind of games that we used to play back in the day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. Well, the big controversy at our pool, the big drama was there's like a handicap chair. It's like a lift that lets that like takes people down into the pool that are um, disabled. Uh-huh. And um, there were a bunch of kids like jumping off of that and stuff. Mm. That was big drama at the pool. So, oh, yeah. yeah, they all play games and stuff. I'm sure there's new games, yeah. but most of the time it's just they jump and they throw balls and have fun. What was the, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of these games. There was that one game where, like, one person would stand on the side of the pool, turn the other way, and then people would try to get across the pool. If they heard them jump in, they'd have to turn around and try to tag them. Oh, I, don't, I don't remember that game. Uh, that was a good game. And then there was the other one where, like, you literally, it's like tag. Like, uh, um. Yeah. Uh, it's just hey. tagged. And, and, yeah. I can't believe I'm this old at this point that, like, I can't even remember this stuff. Um, I know been so long i well i mean i used to be a diver and a synchronized swimmer so i used to spend so much time at the pool 
Like I was like <laughs> I was in the pool all the time. Well, same here. Yeah, I was on like the swim team and everything too. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I used to have to wake up like super early in the morning and like go swim for the cold water when you first get lit. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that was always I'd always dread that having to jump that in right. Dive like... in. <laughs> oh man, those were the days. Yep. Sharks anyway. and minnows might have been the game I was trying to think of. Oh, that's it. I remember that. Where there's like one guy in the middle, and then like yeah. you try to get to the other side, everybody gets tagged, becomes a shark also, and they're trying well. to last man standing wins. And then we and then we were real dumb. Like we had it to where you know the drains at the bottom of the pool would be the base. Like, you couldn't get tagged on the drains, but now it's, like, <clears throat> there's, like, all those stories of, like, or I just didn't say all those stories. I remember back in the 90s, there was that one story about, like, someone getting, like, their guts pulled through their butt or something, and one of those drains, like, was it, like it was, like, all over the news. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's Afraid of the Dark or something. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. I might be thinking of an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? But, no, there, there was some, there was some... Like some big thing I remember happening in the nineties to where I feel like all... that was debunked. I think I remember what you're talking about. I gotta look it up now. Someone in the chat might might know. Uh swimming. Dude, I can tell you how I almost died at Fort Wilderness at Disney. Oh yeah, go for it. In the pool. Me and my friend were at Fort Wilderness in the pool there and I'm swimming and I feel like the light, you know those lights at the bottom of the pool? And I had my foot on it. And I let go, and all of a sudden, I felt something hit me in the back. The light had become disconnected from the pool, and the wire was exposed, and it had floated up to the top. And oh I was like, God. I looked, it was right on me, too. I looked at the lifeguard, and I was like, uh, excuse me, the lights fell off. And he was like, everybody out of the pool now. So Disney almost had a wrongful death suit on their hands. Oh, my God. Yeah, they closed the pool for the rest of the time we were there. <laughs> I thought it was my fault. Someone said, Jordan Lazarus saying it was on Final Destination. Are you saying Jesse's thing was, or that the thing I was thinking the, of? The was? intestines thing, I'm pretty I, sure. I, I'm, I'm looking it up, and it's, like, I'm just looking on, like, Google questions or whatever, and it says, here, let me actually, I can actually pull it over so y'all can see. See this? It says like you can get disemboweled if it's oh, if there's enough suction. Oh God! Don't manifest that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just I, I'll I'll get rid of it. But I'm just that's what I I remember there being yeah. some story. It was it was one of those things that always stuck with me. Like like I'll never forget when I was a kid. We had a we have a a water park in Atlanta called Whitewater. It's like this giant water park, and yeah. I'll never forget there was a there was a player for the Atlanta Braves in the '90s named Walt Weiss. And his son got E. coli at Whitewater when we were kids. Oh, and I'll no. just And I'll just oh. never forget that. You know what I mean? It was just a thing that was like, that was just ingrained in my mind. Just like this other thing where it's like, I've heard of some kid getting, getting like sucked, like their inside sucked out from a drain in the pool. And I was like, yeah, I'm never touching one of those things again. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Well, anyways, y'all, that's a good, uh, good introduction to, uh, to a pro wrestling show. Um... <laughs> <laughs> this show disemboweled me. Yeah, did this show disembowel you? Um, I guess right off the bat, before we even review anything, on a scale of like one to, well, let's say one to five, on a scale of one to five, what would you get? Actually, a scale of one to ten is probably easier. What, what would you give this show overall for someone like me who hasn't seen the thing in full yet? Um, I would give it, I'm going to be generous just because I really enjoyed the opening match. 
Um, I'll give it a six and a half. That's not a bad score, actually. It's no, not bad. About, it was about. I mean, the wrestling was good. The finishes were questionable, but um, the wrestling itself, other than a few botches, which we'll get into, um, it was pretty good. And like I said, the first match was the best match. Okay. Yeah, we'll ju- <laughs> we'll jump into that. Definitely. Uh, so the first match we had. Why was there anything notable on the pre-show? Did you catch an Italian Mandy Rose? Or... Um, no, I didn't because the Peacock app was not working. Well, there you go. Um, so neither <laughs> of us have any opinions on that one because uh, I I just haven't seen it. Uh, Bianca Belair and Bailey opened the show up though. Uh, Hell in a Cell match. This was announced I think on either Friday or Saturday because it wasn't that- because whenever we did our our predictions, you had actually said this should be in Hell in a Cell. Yes. Um, what did you think about the match? Oh my god, this should have gone on last, honestly, because this was like the match. I really, really enjoyed this match. I thought both Bianca Belair and Bailey really brought it. I feel like Bailey is like Miss Hell in a Cell now, kind of like Sasha Banks. And, you know, I was really kind of he- hesitant with Bailey's kind of like almost fiendish character. You know what I'm saying? Like her character's kind of snapped and she kind of like went a little crazy there. But it really worked for this Hell in a Cell match. I really enjoyed it. I really, really liked all the spots they did. It was brutal, but not overly done. Bianca Belair, they like did a bunch of stuff with Bianca Belair's hair, which I always enjoy because it's like if she's got this big giant hair, you might as well use it. Like Bailey tied it to a chair and just kind of stuff like that. And then I think uh, Bianca Belair did the same thing, but she used it to her advantage and got the win. Uh, like I said, it was really, really good. There was a really cool spot with the kendo sticks where they put the kendo sticks um, up on the cell. So, like, they were in the ring and on the cell, so they were kind of, they were uh, horizontal to the ground. And then someone went through the kendo sticks like that. So I thought that was kind of cool. Someone got like thrown a, like through a, So it was like a table, like a kendo stick table almost? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and they, like broke the candlesticks that way and um so i really did enjoy this match i thought it, it should not have been the opener because everything else just felt like a letdown kind of except save for a few matches but um i really enjoyed this match and i think bailey and i think Bian- i think bianca belair should be a long-term champion because she she brought it and you know it's interesting because Obviously, on the main roster, you always kind of wonder and question, you know, will this, um, will Bianca Belair be able to give us a good match with each person because the chemistry is different? Uh, but I feel like she really did, and I feel like with every person that she's faced on the main roster, I'm just talking main roster, it's gone extremely well. And so I feel like she has long-term champion potential. That's good, because they, I mean, the women's division, all of WWE is so super stacked right now, so like, yeah. Like, Bianca, like, it's cool that they are able to continue to add to that. Because, I, I mean, you're always going to have a great core of, like, Charlotte. Whenever, you know, Becky comes back, she's going to be, like, the biggest star in the company again, probably. Um, outside of maybe Roman. But even then, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Becky should yeah. be, she should hopefully pick right back up where she kind of left off. Um, you're always going to have, you know, Bailey there. You're always going to have Sasha um, and then, like you can, the fact that you're continually t- continuing to get influxes of of new talent, because like Bianca Belair, for instance, I don't remember her from the indies at all. Like I think she's mainly yeah. like a PC product. Yeah. So 
talked about that. She's like one of the exceptions. Yeah. So like, and that's that's really good to see uh, for a lot of reasons. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm glad that they had a good match, and I'm glad to see Bianca with the title still because that was a big moment at WrestleMania when she beat Sasha, and I thought that match was really good, and I thought it deserved a main event, uh, one of the nights of WrestleMania, which it did. Um, so I thought. Uh, you know, I was hoping that she was going to get a long-term, like a really credible long-term reign. And it, it seems like that's uh, been the case so far. So that's really good to know. Yes. And Deshaun, thank you so much for the super chat. Says, hey, Jesse, how are you? Beautiful. The show was okay. Thank you so much for the super chat. Yeah, the show was okay. It was average. It wasn't anything great, but it wasn't like super terrible either. And then... um DeAndre says her and Michael Cole Bailey it's the best thing every time yeah she um oh god what did she say like it was like Michael Cole was like will Bailey be able to get the offense and Bailey was like yes they will they watch the show Michael or something like that it was just really funny she <laughs> talked back to him on commentary it was hilarious okay have they been doing like uh we just I haven't been watching, so I just don't know. Have, have they had any kind of like Michael, like Michael Cole and Bailey? Have they been anything like Britt Baker and Shivani kind of at all? Not to the level. It's just mostly like banter from the ring. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's still that's still something different. That's cool. Yeah, it was. It's funny, and it, it made me laugh. So. Well, good deal, Bianca with the win. I like seeing that, and it sounds like Bailey's still. Yeah. Well off. I mean, if people are still talking about her and she's still having good matches, I mean, and, and then I guess with this new kind of character she's doing and everything, so it sounds like she's still in a good spot. Um, after that, we had Seth Rollins over Cesaro. Got the win. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember the finish of this one. Was this a cur- Did he curb stomp him at that? I can't even remember. Uh, I can't remember either. Was it a roll-up? I feel like there was like a lot of roll-up victories on this. That's, uh, yeah, that's what I was wondering also. Remember, I my husband was snoring so damn loud during this whole damn match. So uh, um, it was really distracting. I made a video of it on my Twitter. Nice. I Because uh, th- this was a this was a WrestleMania match also, wasn't it? And Cesaro won. Yes, and so now Seth Rollins won. And so, I mean, this was good. I mean, Seth, Seth Rollins and Cesaro both, yeah, it was a roll-up. That's what I thought. Um. It was like a roll-up victory. Yeah. I, I, it was a really good match. I mean, Cesaro and Seth Rollins are both, like I said, fantastic wrestlers. They're both extremely talented. I'm really happy to see Cesaro with a singles run. I'd like for a title to be in the picture, but, I mean, we'll see. Uh, but I really did. This was a fun match. Just, you know, just, you know what this feels like? And I think I saw it on Twitter. Someone said this was WrestleMania backlash backlash. <laughs> right. Save for like Bianca Belair and uh, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, but it just felt like a lot of the same. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt about it too. That's a big reason why I wasn't like into really watching. I literally had it on one of my TVs. Like I have you know, the two TVs in my living room. One of them had Hell in a Cell on mute, and honestly, I can't even remember what I was watching instead. But it was like something that wasn't. It was something that definitely wasn't time sensitive. It was like, I was watching like some like YouTube. There's this guy on YouTube I've been watching. Uh, shout out to Zach Hample. Uh, th- this dude is, he's like, he's caught more baseballs at at, uh, at stadiums than anyone in history. He's on like, I, I, how, how, just out of curiosity, Jesse, 
roughly how many baseballs do you think like the person who's caught the most baseballs at a state now you got in history like goes to a lot of games you're not counting just foul balls and home runs like also like before the game like getting like toss-ups from the players and the umpires and stuff for the game too yeah before the game any, oh. any ball he can get at the game that like came off the field from like a player umpire coach uh that was like a part of the game 257 like lifetime yes yeah he's in like the like 11 or 12 thousands oh my god yeah so keep him on <laughs> well that's the thing he he has literal uh trash cans full of them in his place but he's made a whole career out of this and he um without getting the whole too deep into it he um he gives away a lot of the balls too, like to kids like he'll catch yeah. one and then like he'll give them out to the kids and stuff yeah. um but like this guy like I've been watching his videos for a minute and I didn't realize like he's been doing this since the nineties and like wrote a book in the nineties. And he also is the guy who caught a rods 300 or 3000th hit and everything like, cause it wound up being a home run. Like this guy has, so he's made a living catching baseballs at stadiums and has this, this like really successful YouTube channel doing it. So anyways, I was like watching those instead of raw, just like, or instead of hell in a cell. Like, I could have totally just watched hell in a cell and watched that after, but I was like, I feel like I've already seen all these matches many yeah. times, you know? So. This feels like they're, like, literally at a stalemate until they go in front of live crowds, which yeah. I get and I completely understand. But at the same time, if no one's watching because they're bored, they're not going to come to your live show. Like, I... I mean, obviously, people are going to show up right now because it'll be, like, the first show's back. But it's, like, it'll be really interesting to see how people react to these shows weekly. I mean, WrestleMania was different. WrestleMania was special. So, of course, people were going to cheer who they want to cheer and boo who they want to boo. And it almost kind of aligned with the storylines. But at the same time, week after week, these fans, they've been home for a long time. I don't know if they're going to have a lot of patience. I think initially... Things will be nice, but I feel like things are going to turn real quickly once fans get acclimated to being crowds again. Because I feel like people have been sitting at home. They're not really going to be used to cheering for three hours. I feel like they'll tire out quickly. But once people get back used to it, I feel like, I don't know, man. It's just going to be real interesting to see how all this BS plays out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really... I mean, I, I saw like I saw Vincent Mann apparently had I, I can't remember who reported it or where I saw it. It was something on Twitter, but somebody said something along the lines of Vincent Mann is aware of how stale the product is right now, and they're waiting for fans to come back, like to do like good ideas, basically. Like they're just like content with it being stale until there's fans back. But that's a legitimate concern, like what you said. Like if you, because that's the thing. Like I've lost so much interest that. If if Raw or a pay-per-view or... I mean, honestly, it'd have to be, like, WrestleMania or, like, the Royal Rumble. <clears throat> Royal Rumble in Atlanta for me to... For me to even be interested in going live to a WWE yeah. show. Like, I'll do... I'll go to anything AEW does. Like, they could do a house show here untelevised and I'll go. But... Yeah. You know, like, I'm so uninterested in WWE and I know I'm not alone. Um, so, yeah, it will be interesting. I, I also... Based on the Seth Rollins win... 
I saw people saying that like one of the big plans is going to be Seth Rollins and Edge feuding. What do you, how do you feel about that if that happens? Oh, <clears throat> I wouldn't mind that at all. I feel like Seth Rollins is a really good worker. But then again, him with old people with back issues, <laughs> considering what he did to Sting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was Sting's fault, though, I think. Yeah, for the most part. I know. Like, I, I love Sting, but like I, I think he's even admitted that was on him. Yeah. Um, no, it sounds like it would be interesting. Like I said, I, they said they're bringing out like all the stops when they go back on tour. I would not mind Seth versus Edge because it's different. It's different. It's something I haven't seen. Is I hope it's different. I hope we haven't seen that before. So we, we haven't we haven't seen it ever. But what's interesting is I do remember years ago whenever they did the it was like the storyline where the authority I think it was right after it might have been right after Sting debuted actually. Uh huh. The the authority wound up losing all their power, and I remember. After Survivor Series, right? Yeah, I think that was it. Actually, yeah, and and I and this might my timeline might be off, but I just remember the Authority was out of power. Edge was in the ring, and Seth Rollins like threatened to curb stomp Edge until the Authority got their power back. So oh. like, there's like actually a story between the two of them that that started like I mean five six years ago this would have been when rollins was money in the bank probably so, yeah when he had the was, briefcase that was his best set that was the best set no oh, yeah i agree for sure best moment and one of the best moments in wrestlemania history honestly i think was him cashing in in the main cashing. event yeah that was so good yeah yeah that was awesome so so i think that uh i think that seth and edge will be a really good match and i think that uh the build will be really good too because edge is a boss on and the promos and i mean seth isn't bad either so no i think i think seth Rollins great i the only i just think he's just gotten kind of stale but i guess he's kind of reinvented himself with the whole drip god thing that he's doing now so yes i mean he's always been really good in the ring though like i'm I'm never gonna complain oh, yeah. about seth rollins like getting a push or something seth rollins is real good in the ring yeah for sure never yeah. been i've always been one to complain about his character i've, I've his character work he seems kind of douchey. Yeah. Kind of douchey. Um, but his in-ring work is fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Next match, I... Uh, whoops, I'm hitting the wrong button here. Let me highlight this so people can see. It's actually easier for me when I'm looking back over it. Um, so this match, Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Um, she beats Shayna. I... I told Jesse before the show, I didn't watch a, a second of this. Uh, if you can explain a little bit of what happened here. Okay, so Alexa Bliss comes out. She got new music, by the way. They debuted it on Monday. I don't think it was debuted on Sunday because she came out to, like, the uh, the the uh, Firefly Funhouse theme. And I was like, oh, maybe Bray's coming back. But uh, so she comes out. She's all goth and stuff. Uh, ooky spooky. By the way, I'm really happy that she's wrestling again. Just getting that out there. I may poo-poo on this match, but I think that her wrestling is what's best for business, and she actually did a really good job, so I'll get to that later. She comes out, and obviously Shayna's got Naya and uh, Reginald. Is that, that's his name, right? Yeah. With her. And um, so the match starts, and Alexa Bliss, I'll tell you what, her... Her wrestling, I don't know how what she's been doing training, 
But she looked really good. Her offense looks completely different. She looks a lot more, it's a lot more intense. It's a lot more, um, I guess you could say character driven almost. She's uh, very, not Bray Wyatt-ish, but it's a lot more strong. She still does the thing when someone kicks out and she throws like a little temper tantrum. Mm. But she, she did some pretty cool moves that I haven't seen her do. Or if she did, she made him look a thousand times better. Uh, the only thing that really sucked was she was doing all this really cool stuff. It was a pretty good match. And then there's, like, hypnosis. All of a sudden, Nia Jax is, like, staring out into the abyss. And she, like, she let out this scream. And honestly, it scared me. Like, it was, like, one of those creepy screams, like, you see in horror movies. And it distracted Shayna. And um, and then, like, Reginald gets hypnotized. So there's all this, like, voodoo magic going on. And eventually that leads to Alexa Bliss picking up the win. And it was just, like... What? Where can Shayna go at this point? <laughs> I, I really... Like, honestly, I was expecting at some point... Because I know fans are coming back, so they're going to have to figure this out soon. But I was honestly... Like, I'm I'm mentally prepared for them to do Shayna versus the doll. Oh, my God. Then I never want to hear another WWE fan complain about Kenny Omega wrestling a blow-up doll. If yep. they do. Honestly. I want to see the doll hit a Hurricane Rana, though. That'd be... Like, that's my... That's my oh thing. Oh, my God. Well, uh, they might, because... Well, even though she's going in timeout because of live crowds. Mm. Uh, Alexa Bliss's new uh, entrance music... I mean, the the Titantron, the LED screen, it's got Lily, like, singing the song or something. It's stupid. Yeah. It's real dumb. And she's in the background, like, hee, 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 hee. I'm like, oh, God, they're really... Ma- they are really making this part of Alexa Bliss's character. But to Alexa Bliss's credit, for God's sake, I, I don't really know anyone else that they could throw this shit on, this doll, and all this bullshit, this playground bullshit. She is giving it 110 damn percent. I mean, she's like, I'm going to take this role. I'm going to be the best demon child doll bearer that there has ever been. And my God, she's fucking killing it out there. So props to Alexa Bliss. She's fantastic, like, actress. I mean, she has she could have a very good acting career, I feel. Um, maybe better off doing that. I don't know. But she she's done she's done a really, 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 really good job with this awkward role. Yeah, I mean, I just I, I, it's just unwatchable for me, but I, I know that, um, like, I was a fan of Alexi even, like, real early in her NXT career. Like, I saw a lot of potential in her. Like, she was doing that Twisted Bliss move, like, pretty early on. I always thought it looked pretty cool, and I was like, oh, and she, but she had, like, that kind of, like, kind of lame, like, sparkle gimmick and stuff. Yeah. But when, when she wound up debuting on the main roster, they wound up pushing her, like, pretty heavily, pretty quick. She really, like, she, there was a lot of pressure, I'm sure, on her to sink or swim in that situation. And she totally, like, she she not only swam, she became, like, one of the, like, kind of most talked about people on the whole show. And then I remember, like, it got to the point where, you know, she wasn't on WrestleMania for whatever reason that one year, but, like, she was the host. Like, she was still, like, so popular that she was the host of the show and stuff. So it's, like, Alexa is one of the biggest like stars probably that the company has 
Yeah. It's just this this gimmick is it's just it's just not for I mean I don't know what I don't know. It, it, maybe it's for you. It just isn't for me. So it's just it just <laughs> is what it is. Like I I just can't really watch it. Um and yeah, and then Shayna. I've been watching Shayna Baszler for decades. I mean, almost yeah. decades at this point, probably. And, you know, I've watched her go from, you know, legitimate MMA fighter to who I thought was going to carry the, you know, MMA for, you know, kind of for the women's side. And, you know, with Ronda being gone, I was like, oh, well, Shayna, she'll probably pretty much pass the torch to Shayna because... You know, Shayna's ready to carry the torch in pro wrestling, and now she's doing yeah. whatever this is. It's just like, all right. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah. Well, we'll talk about something that was... I mean, this will always be good. No matter how many... I mean, I've seen this match. If you want to date back to their indie days, I mean, I've seen this match so many times, but we had Sami Zayn defeating Kevin Owens... Um, in a little less than 13 minutes. So pretty short match considering the matches that I've seen between the two historically, but, uh, Zane gets the win. I think he won it clean as well. Like, I don't think he cheated or anything. Yeah. Just straight up beat uh, Kevin Owens. Uh, was it clean? He got it with the Haluva kick in the corner though. I do know yeah. that. Um. It was yeah. clean. It was clean. So, I mean, so... I think that's pretty big for Sami Zayn. I think I think I saw Sean Ross Sapp tweet something along the lines of like Zayn. I don't think had won a singles match since mm-hmm. like October of last year. So Zayn's a guy who like rarely wins matches, but now he's like getting a pretty big clean win over Kevin Owens, and and I think Owens might be taking some time off um, based Looks on like it. yeah, and he seems to do that a lot. And then nothing against the guy, but like I just feel like they go with in cycles with Owens where like, he's like heavily pushed towards the main event of the show for a minute. And then like, he disappears for a while. And then it's like kind of rinse and repeat almost kind of like Bray Wyatt. Like they do the same thing with him. Yes. Um, with their bigger guys. Yeah. So, uh, what do you, uh, what do you think about all this? Cause I mean, personally as a Sami Zayn fan, like I'm happy to see this for him. Yeah. I, um, like I said, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will always deliver. Like, you can guarantee a good match when these two put it on. And I know a lot of WWE fans, including myself, like to complain about repetition and repeating matches, and we've seen the same stuff. I feel like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are an exception to that kind of criticism because they are two guys who can go in there time after time and give you a great match, and it's always different. And even if it's a little bit the same, you're not going to know that because their character work is so good. And, you know, Sami Zayn's character has evolved so much and Kevin Owens' character has evolved so much. And they put that into their matches. This was really fun. I knew it was going to be really fun. Um, I would, had this been shit, I would be panicking right now. I'd be in a crisis uh, because they are just two of the best, you know, in-ring characters and in-ring workers. Um. It'll be interesting to see where Sami Zayn goes from here. Uh, he's got a win under his belt. I feel like that'll make him cocky. He's going to want to go after a, a title. Uh, I still want to see his movie. Uh, I'm still waiting for that. His crew was not there. I don't know where they went. Did they uh, actually do that? Like, was that just a story? I've, I legitimately don't know. Sharing all that footage. He, or he used to share all that footage on Twitter. 
And um, I, I don't know. I really liked it. And like I said, you know, it sucks. Kevin Owens is taking time off, but I mean, we don't really, I mean, I don't know the story behind that. Maybe that's in his contract. I mean, it's got a great contract. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, maybe there's like a person in his family with health issues and touring isn't exactly the best thing to do right now. I mean, you never know. Yeah. You never know. That's true. Um, so um, I'm going to miss Kevin Owens. My, my ringtone has been Kevin Owens' theme song for like, since we lived in Orlando for like almost five years. So um, I love Kevin Owens. I love Sami Zayn too. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, where Sami Zayn goes from here. But uh, yeah, this was actually a really good match. A lot of fun spots. Uh, the Aluva kick in the corner. Oh man, it looked brutal. Uh, uh, Sami Zayn was like bleeding from the mouth. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like the two beat beat the hell out of each other. So, I mean, for a, a, a match that was, you know, you know, sub 13 minutes in length, I mean, it sounds like they made the most of of that. You know, and based on what I saw, you know, I, I did enjoy, you know, what I did see of the match. And, and I thought the finish was good, so. Yeah, the finish was good. The, ma- the match was good. Um, yeah, it, it certainly felt like it went a lot faster than 13 minutes, too. But, I mean, fight forever, Kevin and Sammy. I mean, can't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We will. This will not be the last time we see the two of them wrestle each other. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, you're always. It's always a. It's a very reliable match to go back to when you need it. Absolutely. Up next, we had Charlotte Flair defeating Rhea Ripley by disqualification. So Rhea Ripley retains the Raw Women's Championship. Um, I was asking Jesse before the show, and I'll I'll ask again. Uh, I'm so as someone who doesn't watch Raw weekly uh, during the build up, it definitely from just a little bit I had seen it seemed Charlotte was the heel, Rhea was the baby face. I watched this match or most of this match, but then like at the end, Rhea Rhea causes the DQ. So like that made me second guess like is Rhea like what's Rhea's character like why would she DQ herself like baby faces generally don't do that. Um, and it also sounds like Charlotte's going to get another title shot anyways soon. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on all uh, all this? Oh, man. Okay. So, last night I was watching Raw, and Rhea Ripley comes out, and, you know, because she's out there, because um, Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce are out there, you know, talking about it. And she comes out, and she's got this, like, smug smirk on her face. And she had, and, and I realized that's all she can do in this character they have her in. I feel like she is so uncomfortable in this role that they've given her, this like tweener role, because she's not, she's clearly not a babyface, but she's clearly not a heel because Charlotte Flair once again talked her way into a championship match at a pay per view. It's gonna be Rhea Ripley and Charlotte at Money in the Bank. So Charlotte is the heel because she put herself into this match when you have all these other women that, you know, technically, you know, if they had rankings in WWE like they do in AEW, you know, you, they would say, hey, I'm a number one contender. What the hell? But Charlotte, like, makes her way in. I feel like Charlotte's the heel. But then you have Rhea Ripley being smug, doing these BS DQ finishes so she can retain her championship and just 
smiling all smug throughout the whole damn thing and Charlotte's getting all pissed. And I just, I feel like Rhea is really uncomfortable. I feel like she doesn't know what to do with this character. It's foreign to her. Like she, I feel like if they would let her go full blown heel, it might be good or full blown baby face. Hell, I don't know. It's so confusing. And it started, it started from the very beginning when she, I'll never forget, I was watching Raw and they like interview her, was it like after WrestleMania or maybe even before, when she debuted, whenever that was. Oh, and, uh, well, I, she like re-debuted at yeah. the Royal Rumble, I think, right? I, I think so, something like that. But she cuts this promo and you can tell she's reading like cue cards. She's like looking off into the corner and she's like reading something. Or It just felt, it feels disconnected. And which is a shame because in NXT she was great. And I just, I don't know what's going on. And it just, her character is just so, it doesn't fit her. It doesn't fit all by, you know, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't fit. This match was okay, save for the big botch where Charlotte was kicking air for no reason. Did you see that? that? Yeah, apparently that was like, I saw. Yeah, she was mocking, but I don't know what the reference was because I haven't been watching the show. Like, I don't, I don't know if there was a point where, like, if they had like a dark order type moment where, like, like at one point Rhea might have, might have done something like that where, like, she like mm-hmm. missed by a whole lot and Charlotte was mocking her. Like, remember when uh, the dark order was doing like the punches on the ground, yeah. like, yeah, like early on, and like it was missing by like this much, and the whole internet was roasting it. Um, I don't know if that's maybe maybe a reference to that because otherwise, yes, it just looked like Charlotte was just missing by like five feet on those kicks. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, they are both fantastic wrestlers. Rhea Ripley's incredibly talented, and um, Charlotte is like the be- one of the best. Yeah, you know, in the business, she's fantastic. Uh, but I mean, it was a good match, but the finish just killed it. That botch was stupid. I just. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't. I. I'm really worried that when Rhea Ripley goes out in front of fans, there's going to be like damn crickets because no one knows what the hell to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel the same way about Drew McIntyre potentially also in front of fans. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little. I'm a little concerned about it. I like Drew a lot. Like I, you know, I don't think that. Anything that happens to him going forward from the fans, if if anything, like it is none of it is his fault. Like mm-hmm. he checks all the boxes you want a guy to check. You know, he's a good looking dude who's good in the ring, who's good on the mic, who looks like he can kick ass, who, you know, still in his physical prime for sure and you know, got a heavy push. Just unfortunately there was no fans during the whole thing. So Yeah, and then when there was fans back he lost to Lashley and it's like, I like, I, uh, you know, I'm not saying I didn't want Lashley to win, but if you were going to give McIntyre that moment, like that was the time. Um, Mm -hmm. because now they're in a situation where he keeps losing. This was supposedly the last chance he can get at the title. I said before the show that I I thought maybe McIntyre would win money in the bank or something. Um, Because then that's like a way of him still doing it, or or they do a draft like we talked about last week, where you know he has to challenge for the universal title or something. But it's like, uh-huh. yeah, I 
I'm I'm so this match though itself, we'll we'll talk about this first because uh, as as far as the women's match with Charlotte and Rhea, like I'm with you. I I'm lost on how I'm supposed to feel about the story, but I do like Rhea. But once again, I just haven't been watching the show to know like how bad her character is, and I'm always down for Charlotte being in the title match. Like I, I yeah, well, I, I, I've thought about that before. Like I I have no issue. Her, her gimmick is pretty much that that's what she does. Like she has title matches and she wins championships. And if she's not the champion, she's challenging for the championship. Like, so, um, I have no problem with it. And I do really think that Charlotte's going to win the title from her. Like, I don't know why else you just keep doing this match over and over again. If the end result wasn't Charlotte winning the title from Rhea. So, um, so yeah, all that being said, the main event of the show, Bobby Lashley defeated Drew McIntyre. Um, the finish of this match, like there was some really good stuff in this match, and yeah. there was the really funny stuff that I'll let you talk about with the hand. Yeah. But the finish of this match was, if I remember correctly, it was very similar to WrestleMania, where uh, MVP distracted the ref, or you, I think you said maybe the ref, the ref and but and but it was a roll up, right? It was just a roll up win, wasn't it? I I, I missed it. I fell asleep. Yeah. I, and I woke up with Bobby Lashley holding the championship and Drew McIntyre looking pissed. But there was a ref bump. Yeah. I, and then there was like some shenanigans with the referee, and I think MVP pulled the referee out. I don't know. I think something happened. I. The match was good. Uh, it was fun. I mean, there was a really funny spot where. And I don't know. Tell me why they did this. And I think this, I've come to the conclusion after watching the clip um, maybe 10 times. Um, this is what I've deduced has happened. I don't know. Something happened. Okay, so Bobby Lashley throws Drew McIntyre over the top rope. Drew McIntyre lands allegedly on a table, allegedly, that breaks. They take a while to cut to Drew McIntyre on the floor. You would think with 25,000 camera cuts, 17 cameras around the ring, they would have somebody on Drew McIntyre on the ground. But no, they don't. But they cut to it a little early, and you see a hand push out from under the ring a broken table. Um, for one, who the hell is that? Um, what? What is going on? Number two, did Drew McIntyre break a table? Or did they have him land on a damn crash pad and push the table out to make it look like he landed on the table? I don't know. Maybe the table, when it broke, went under the ring and, you know, the invisible hand decided, hey, we need to get this table out there so people know. I don't know. It was freaking weird. It, like, tripped me out. I thought it was hallucinating. I was so confused. Um, it was weird, but stupid. And I feel like if it was, and I know this is an AEW versus WWE, but if it was AEW, we'd never hear the damn end of it. <laughs> um, which I wouldn't mind because it was funny. But they'd be like, oh, this is bad business or whatever. I'm like, you know what? I don't think it was a bad thing. It didn't, I mean, it threw me off for a second, but then I was right back into the match. I mean, it was a fine, it was fun. It didn't really give me, like, super Hell in a Cell vibes. I mean, I know Drew McIntyre's back. They showed pictures of, like, their backs all messed up and stuff. It just didn't feel like Hell in a Cell to me. There were no big dives off the cells. I mean, because they, they save all that shit for fans. Just, it did not feel 
this whole pay-per-view felt felt kind of off. The first match felt very Hell in a Cell. This just didn't give me ultimate Hell in a Cell vibes. It wasn't extreme as I like. But then again, these two have like, you know, I, I don't want to say that and discredit the hard work they put in. I feel bad saying that because I know that can't be fun. I know that has to like hurt. But as DeAndre said, the pay-per-view did really need Roman Reigns. And it did feel like that was missing, which, you know, I don't know. That's a whole other thing. But um, it was, eh. And I, and I think the reason they did the whole messed up finish was that, because, I mean, the stipulation was if Drew loses, he can never challenge for it again. I feel like this gives him an open door to challenge again, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they just really overexposed the whole Hell in a Cell concept and everything. Like, it's unfortunate. They, yeah. um, you know, it's like they did the match on SmackDown, then they wound up doing one, and they did two on the show, and they did one on Raw last night, and it's just, they're, yeah. they've, they've basically made it where it's just like every, any other cage match, which, yeah, I mean, it used to be such an awesome concept back in the day, but it just, just is what it is now. But, I mean, that's funny, the... I didn't even consider the the possibility that they might have like edited that fall and everything, uh, and then like pushed a broken table out from under right. the ring like that. I mean, the I mean obviously they can try to get away with that since there's no fans right now, because I'd imagine they're usually outside of like Hornswoggle. I don't know who else would have been just like under the ring for the entire show, like just to be there for like. Although I, I heard Brian Alvarez bring this up, like this idea, he said maybe maybe they're at a point now in the WWE where like when they have these gimmick matches, they're like because you know how it's really often that somebody will go to like find a weapon under the ring, but go to the wrong part of the ring, and then they're like, yeah. looking around for it. Maybe they just have someone under there now for gimmick matches to like feed them stuff, so, like no matter where they're at, so they don't they don't have to look for it. That would um, be weird. What a weird job. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Sorry, I'm a little distracted. There's something going on with the police, like, right right outside my place. What, are you serious? Are you it's okay? Not, it has nothing to do with me. No, it's, like, it's my neighbor. I can see there's been some uh, some sort of domestic, uh, dis- something going on uh, a few okay. buildings over for a little while now. Like, I hear these people yelling at each other a lot. Um oh. They're not like they're they're a few buildings away from me. Like I'm, it's all like it doesn't affect me at all. I can just hear it when my windows are open during the day. Sometimes they're yelling at each other, and now I can see the cops are like talking to them and stuff. So well, you um, need to shit goes down. You gotta go. Go. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 It's nothing like that. I just I just happened to catch it as it was kind of starting to happen, but um. But then the other thing with like uh, with Roman Reigns, the only th- and this is just speculation. I have no idea, but like. I have to imagine, like, he he must have wanted off for Father's Day or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Is that, was that what people I, 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 I would assume. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, because it was like, this show, like, Roman, and I know people will say, well, you know, you've already bought Peacock. It's only $10 or $5 or whatever. So, like, they're not really trying to sell you on pay-per-view anymore so much like they used to. But... Like the like Roman the difference between Roman Reigns being on the show or not is basically the difference of me like I I probably would have especially if Roman would have opened the show 
Well, actually, opened or closed. Cause he, he, he's done a good job doing both on these pay-per-views, where sometimes he's the opening match, and it's, like, awesome, and I get, like, super invested in the rest of the show. Or he's the main event, so, like, I actually sit through a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have watched bef- any, like, otherwise. Because yeah. I'm like, all right, well, I'll watch a few matches and get, like, hyped up for Roman. But for him to just not be on the show, once again, if it was a Father's Day thing that, like, he had worked out with the company or something. Cause we also know, I mean, he, he straight up didn't do WrestleMania, you know, last in 2020, like just straight up, like his family was more important. Like he's made yeah. that very clear. So, um, so yeah, anyways, uh, this show, the, the, the point of me saying all this is the show definitely did, did automatically drop down a few notches than where it probably would have been just based on Roman not being on the show. Cause Roman, I didn't watch SmackDown, but I'm, I'm assuming Roman and Ray and Hell in a Cell was probably really good. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, it was a good match. It should have been on the pay-per-view, but like I said, I don't want to judge anyone for wanting to miss. Shout out to Seth Rollins, who missed his first Father's Day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a good point. I think it's really a testament to Roman Reigns and how powerful his character is and how powerful that storyline is that he's got going on how how much of an x factor and a difference it could have made in this pay-per-view yeah yeah that's for sure so you know i can't really score this pay-per-view because i just there's so much of it i just haven't watched all the way through jesse said 6.5 out of 10 which i think is a pretty deep like it's not a good score but it's not it's it's it could be a much worse score i mean it's a respectful score (laughs) Yeah, I mean, in comparison, I give most of, like, AEW's pay-per-views, they're usually, even the ones with, like, the big botches, I think we're still, like, an eight or so, like, minimum. So, like, you know, it is just to give comparison, kind of, of how, kind of, I feel like the pay-per-views have delivered uh, between those two companies, but, um, yeah, I mean, there was some decent stuff. And then on Raw, just because, once again, I I didn't watch the show, but... I saw that Ricochet beat AJ Styles, Matt yeah. Riddle beat Drew McIntyre, and I think I think Morrison beat uh, beat uh, Orton. I could be wrong about that though. I need I to know, double check that with uh, Riddle and Orton, I, and I don't know what it was. I wasn't. I just saw they were both looking at each other, and <laughs> and then um, then you know the main event you had Woods. Xavier Woods and um, and Lashley for the title in another Hell in a Cell match. Um, of course, you know, Lashley retained in that, but, I mean, that's something where I bet half the fa- half the WWE fan base is probably stoked because they're like, yes, change is finally here. Like, change is coming, and, and like, things are going to be different. And then, like, half the fan base is probably more kind of how I am, where I'm like, yeah, don't get your hopes up that much yet. Like, like <laughs> this could all go away very very easily i mean all it takes is ricochet to look at the camera wrong one time for Vincent man to be like never mind you know what i mean like it's uh, so uh <laughs> but I, I don't know what did you think about the results there though like do you think the wwe is like attempting to like show that they're listening to the fans in some way shape or form with these kind of like results because these are all money in the bank qualifiers too yeah i mean i i feel like at this point, anything can change at the drop of a hat when fans return. 
this is just a placeholder card because I mean if we go back and Ricochet is just like dead in front of the crowd you know what I mean things will change they'll find a way to write it out you know they'll find a way for him to you know challenge his spot and then lose a spot so at this point I don't nothing is set in stone and I think that that's and you know last night um there was somebody that I retweeted as Boondock he um he said that he watched Raw for the first time last night in 2021. He said he's probably going to wait until 2022 to <laughs> check back in. <laughs> and I said it's pathetic. And someone said, well, if it's p- pathetic, then why do you keep watching? Well, because I have hope. And I and there's nothing else going on on Monday nights. And I have a podcast to run. <laughs> and I do really have hope that when fans come back that this product will pick back up. Like, my, in a, you know, there's, like, less engagement all around, I feel, on social media and on, you know, YouTube and stuff. I feel like there's less engagement going on right now because people just aren't interested because they all know it's just blah right now until crowds come back. But I, I really do hold out hope, and I really do hope that crowds being back brings back this product to what it once was. I feel like... I feel like it, wrestling needs fans, and they need fans because you can't really get answers on social media. Social media is going to shit on everything. And uh, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I don't, just, I don't know why I went off on that tangent. but No, that's, I mean, no, it's true. I mean, that's that's you're in the same position as, like, I think most, like, fans that are around our age. Like, it's a lot, I think a lot of the people that are, that are watching Raw every Monday are... Like they, it's it's because it, I was I was like that for a very long time too. I mean, like for years and years and years. I mean, it was always like, all right, if I just wait a little bit longer, it's gonna get better. It's gonna, get, and I just eventually hit a, a point where I was like, I just don't care if it gets better or not. Like now, I just I'm just gonna watch other wrestling. Like there's just so many other options that I can just now my Mondays are free to watch whatever. It's funny because I still watch a lot of WWE programming on Mondays. That's usually when I go back and I rewatch like. The the um most wanted treasure show from A and E and stuff like yeah. I use that time, but here's the thing: if Raw does continue to get better, if they make some significant changes, like I like I'll start watching it again. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not taking this like firm stance of like I'm never gonna watch Raw again. Like I, screw the WWE. It's more like I've sat there for years and years and years waiting for it to get better and eventually i just stopped caring um so, so and yeah savannah understands it sounds like she, yeah she gets it yeah she's like yes preach yes so um now also i've talked about it before if they put roman on mondays that solves a lot of my problems like immediately. Yeah. because i would tune in i'm a lot more likely to tune in to see what he's doing I'm not I'm not nearly as likely on Friday because there's just other stuff on Fridays like or other wrestling or you know there's just usually SmackDown is like the last thing down on my priority list on a Friday. Um, yeah. But on a Monday night, like I want to watch wrestling. So, um, but I just don't. Have, I, I've been watching AEW Dark, um, you know, for the most part on Mondays and like. Or like is that Dark Elevation? Is yeah. That what it is? Yeah. 
And, like, they've had solid wrestlers and stuff, solid matches. A lot of the time, it's kind of, like, squash match type stuff, but that's totally fine for me. Like, I'd rather watch I'd rather watch FTR win a squash match than watch, you know, Alexa Bliss, uh, you know, voodoo magic Shayna Baszler with a doll. Like, yeah. you know, so this is what it is, but, um. Yeah. But, yeah, uh. And that's pretty much it. I mean, is there anything else wrestling-wise you want to throw out there before we uh, kind of wrap this thing up? Um. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that so? I guess that's what she said. So, uh, she said like, subscribe, comment. She said like, like, like. Oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> Oh, what's yeah. up, Kogan? I, I see you in the chat, man. Kenny, DeAndre. I didn't have my chat up for a lot of this, y'all. Thank, thank I know, my chat's just, like, loaded. I thought there was, like, no one here, but I guess it just loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate it, though. If, if you do any, if you have any last-minute Super Chats and donations, we'll still definitely address those uh, before we sign off here. Um, we'll go over our sponsors and where to follow us and all that stuff, but if you send anything during that time, we will... We will address it before we actually log off here if you got anything for us yes um i need to pull the sponsors up okay. if you can uh do your thing sure i first of all thank you everyone in our awesome chat for being there we love our chat sorry we i wasn't as active she's chewing my finger um as active in the chat i didn't see it um but if you could please consider giving this video a thumbs up if you liked it and subscribing to the channel. That way we can get more like-minded, amazing people in the chat like you guys. And we can continue to have engaging and thought-provoking conversations. It would really mean a lot to us. Um, you guys are the reason that we're here. You make it a lot of fun and we really do enjoy having you here. So liking and subscribing is totally free. Um, and that is something that you could do to really help us out. Ouch. Yes, it helps the... Uh... As, as lame as it sounds, the YouTube algorithm, like, will recommend this video to more wrestling fans if there's more people hitting the like button. So that's why we talk about it so much, because it is a free way to support the show, and it really helps spread the word of us doing the show and potentially brings more people on into the chat and people who can get involved and uh, kind of join our little community of wrestling fans. So um, I'm missing a spawn. Oh, yeah, this was it. I knew it was. I know I was missing somebody. Um, all right, let's talk about the sponsors of the show. I'll start off today with Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are the place to be for action figures, memorabilia, autographs, um, old magazines. I mean, anything you think of that has to do with professional wrestling. Music City Toys and Collectibles has you covered. They are located at 101 West Main Street in Waterton, Tennessee. W-A-T-E-R-T-O-W-N. Waterton, Tennessee. Um... Watertown. I, I just never. I feel like I, I always want to say Waterton because it just sounds better to me. But it, it might be Watertown. Yeah. Watertown. Go to Watertown. Right, that sounds so much more southern, but it is in a really southern area of Tennessee. So Watertown. Um, Watertown. 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 Uh, Go down to the Watertown. <laughs> 101 West Watertown, Tennessee. Um. Go say hey to the guys over there. They they were over there working hard in that new retail spot, and uh, it's awesome. They got a ton of loose figures. They got a ton of mint on card figures. They've got autograph eight by tens, all the stuff that I mentioned before, old DVDs, um, and also like non wrestling stuff too. If you're into like 
collecting Ninja Turtles or uh, like baseball stuff or whatever. I mean, they got a lot of stuff there. Um, I found a Brett Favre uh, figure for a Vikings figure through them that I didn't even know existed. And like, I'll, nice. I'll, I'll, oh yeah, I'll buy anything that's Brett Favre in the Vikings. It was like that that two year window where I was like, all right, I gotta I gotta appreciate Brett Favre now after years of hating him with uh, Green Bay. So. Anyways, um, Music, Music City Toys and Collectibles, they are, they're the best. Um, they're nice people to give you fair business, and they can also um, sell you stuff on their Facebook page. So make sure to follow them on all social media at Music City Toys and their new website at musiccitytoys.biz. Also, shout out to independentwrestling.tv. They are somewhere that you can go if you want to watch a lot of independent professional wrestling. I'm going to do the scroll real quick just to show y'all. My mouse pad's all screwed up. Here we go. Um, these are all, I'm going pretty fast, but these are all promotions, all right, that have, some of them have a few shows, some of them have hundreds of shows. Um, these are all different promotions, y'all, that you can watch on independentwrestling.tv. It's only $9.99 a month. If you use code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T, T-A-L-K, all is one word with no space in the promo code spot that helps support the podcast. We very much appreciate that when you do that. So once again, that's code fight talk at IWTV.live or independentwrestling.tv. Also, shout out to my brother, Ryan Jensen. He is an owner at Steel Boxing and Athletics. He, he, this dude must change his bio on Instagram daily. I feel like every time I look at this thing, it looks different. Um, he was with Steel Boxing and Athletics, a gym out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia, he works with people of all uh, of all needs. So if you're looking to learn how to throw hands, you want to get in better shape, you want to learn self-defense, if you want to compete at an amateur or professional level in MMA, kickboxing, boxing, whatever it is, or if you have any you know, neurological issue like Parkinson's, MS, dystonia, anything uh, that affects maybe your movement or kind of gives you pain on your day-to-day -day life, Brian is completely certified to help you in those situations as well. Like He can help you in person at his gym, he can meet you at your work. He can meet you at your house. He can meet you outside in a park. Um, doesn't matter if you are anywhere else in the world. He can meet you um, online. He can, you know, help with us uh, Skype sessions and Zoom calls and that kind of stuff. I wish I could open this on my computer. I don't have an Instagram account, so it won't let me. But this is his, his co-owner, Christian Steele. Here just came back and competed uh, for the first time in years as a boxer, and uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't there. Saw that he won, right? Yeah, he did. He apparently smoked the dude. So that's uh, that's really good to know. I I was here uh, for the UFC watch along. Uh, so I was unable to go to the uh to the show. I did that over for Fightful over the weekend. But uh, but yeah, and I love that gear. I love the lime green, like the like the bright green and and uh, in black combo. That's uh, that's what's yeah. up. So. Yeah. Yes, shout out to Christian Steele and Steel Boxing and Athletics. This is their Instagram page if you want to check it out. S-T-E-E-L-E -E -E, Boxing Athletics. Um, and then Brian is at Boxing ATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. And last but never least, WrestleRumble.com. We got a new contest that is going to be opening up soon. Money in the Bank Pick'em. First place is $1,000. Second place and third place are both going to be $100. So another $1,200 total up for grabs. And then there's also the 
$1 belt raffles for the Sala Monster Custom Championship. So we'll be keeping you uh, updated on the Money in the Bank Pick'em Contest going forward. I hope that I can win $1,000. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I got 28th place in the uh, in the contest for I this know. past show. I got my link, and I forgot to fill it out. Uh me i was so mad i was like no that happens almost until at least one person every time that i do the giveaways at least one person every time hits me up like i totally forgot to fill it out i'm like i had and i was like dang it (laughs) it's all good well you know i I don't remind you anymore because like they go to the same yeah place every every time but um but anyway if y'all want a, a chance, I give these away throughout the uh, throughout the month too. So I'll give some away on this show, on my show with Doug, and um, just randomly on Twitter and stuff like that. So uh, make sure to stay up to date with all the contests that WrestleRumble.com does by following them on social media at WrestleRumble. So that's everything I've got. Let me get you pulled up here. Boom, Jesse. <laughs> that me <laughs> so yeah um basically i'd like you guys if you want to to subscribe to the youtube channel and to like this video that would mean a lot to us if you want to talk to me see more of me all that fun stuff i do have an only fans only slash jesse the buckeye if you want to dm me talk with me see more of me that's that's the place to do it uh don't be trying to get on my twitter dms my instagram facebook all that is shut down um but yeah, so OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye. And if you feel like having pizza tonight, you've had a long day, and your kids are just giving you hell, or your dog's giving you hell, your dog's got diarrhea, you're busy cleaning up the dog diarrhea, your dog is just losing its mind, your cat's being an asshole, whatever, and you don't feel like cooking, um, and you want some Pop John's pizza, and that sounds good to you, use my code. Jesse25, J-E-S-S-I-2-5, all one word, to get 25% off your entire Papa John's pizza order because dishes are a pain in the ass and no one wants to do them and just order pizza and have no dishes and have all the free time to watch all the shows and all the IWTV that you want and all that good stuff. So, yeah, 25% off, man. It's good till the end of the year. So get- 2 it's it's a code that works i have used it many times um yeah that's awesome i uh i i i randomly plug that too i'll see people randomly like talking about wanting pizza like just on like twitter or facebook and i'll just comment just jesse 25 underneath (laughs) anytime i see like it, it on my instagram like an influencer or someone famous getting papa john's and you can message them. It gets an option. I'm like, use code Jesse25 for 25% off. It'll totally work. They never respond. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Nice. Yeah. Yep. I know. I'm proud of my sponsorship. But... As, you sh- as you should be. As you should yeah. be. Yeah. I see the FedEx guy driving past my place right now. I, I, I bet you anything. He did. I've been waiting for uh, AEW action figures since Thursday. Oh. Um. Yeah, and like I feel like he definitely didn't just come to my door. He might have, but I don't think he did. Oh, it's been frustrating. Anyways, it's day, huh? It's Amazon Prime Day. What, is that? Uh... It's like Black Friday for Amazon Prime. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. 
I just, I bought a whole bunch of shit for like literally 50% off. My whole order was like originally $95 and it cost me like 50 bucks. Oh, damn. Okay. Well, shout yeah, out to I, Amazon Prime. I, yeah, I needed like, my daughter has to have headphones for some reason for kindergarten. And I got them for like 50% off. I was like, hell yeah. Nice. So, and they just showed up at my door. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Yesterday I ordered some shit and it was at my house this, last night. That's amazing. Uh, DeAndre asked who I got for uh, for AEW on the way. It's all of series five, I believe, at this point is what I'm on oh, at this point. Really looking forward to it then, huh? Yeah. So this is, um, this is Kazarian and Scorpio Sky and they both come with tag team titles um this is the second version of hangman page the second version of john moxley uh and then the first jungle boy and luciosaurus so i am i'm excited and i I don't want to get my hopes up but i've been seeing a lot of people from this batch because like i'm in a lot of like these figure collecting groups and stuff online there's a lot of people that are in my same group of pre-orders for these things They've been getting some of the chase and rare versions of the... Yes, I've seen those. Oh, my God. If I got a chase or rare Moxley or, or Hangman, you I'd be so actually, happy. You let me know, dude. Oh, the whole internet will know because I will... Because I always update my display picture. Like, that's, like, a thing I do. Whenever I get new AW figures, I take another new picture of the of the wall. So, mm-hmm. yes. But I'll let you know first. I'll, I'll give you the exclusive. Yay. So... Yay. So anyway, y'all, if you want to see those pictures whenever I get my action figures and you want to follow the rest of the stuff I do, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Later tonight, at the time of this uh, recording, I'll be going live at 10 p.m. Eastern with Doug for our weekly show where we talk a whole bunch of mixed martial arts and pro wrestling. Uh, so that's always fun. It's usually about like two or three hours long, and we talk like basically into like the middle of the night. So... um it's fun. It's like a different type of vibe, kind of. But uh, it's a, it's a, it's fun. It's a fun late night type of show. So if y'all want to check that out, that's uh, YouTube. Just search RVD Tito for Life. RVD T I T O the number four L I F E. And um, yeah, we just stay updated. I'm doing more stuff with Fightful. Um, we have some. We're not doing a watch along this Saturday because the card is small, and because uh, there's AEW also on Saturday. But mm-hmm. we'll be uh, gearing up for uh, the next the next UFC pay-per-views in like two or three weeks. And that's going to be a huge one. Um, got some video editing stuff uh, for them soon as well. And more stuff, I guess, kind of on the MMA and pro wrestling side. So just stay tuned at Fightful and uh, subscribe to Fightful Select to listen to the Weekender podcast. And to get all the exclusives from Sean Ross Sapp and uh, Alex uh, Pulaski Sour Graps Pod and all that stuff too. So... Um, so yeah, everything I do, I just always try to keep updated on, uh, on my Twitter at fight talk underscore. So before we, uh, yeah, any, anything else before we sign off, Jesse? Nope. I hope everyone has a good week and yeah. has fun, I guess. <laughs> yes. Have a good week, y'all. I will keep y'all updated. I'll let you know how my haul is at Dave and Buster's next uh, week. I'll be oh, going, yeah. I'll be going tomorrow. So yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go. DMBs. Um, it's my new life every Wednesday. Yes. And also, I am now, I have completed six of the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, the first, the two, Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, Tokyo Drift, 
Fast and Furious, which is the fourth one, Fast Five, and then whatever the sixth one was called. So yeah, I'm. So I'm gonna probably watch the seventh one today, and probably the eighth, and I'll be completely caught up on the whole series. Oh, and I gotta watch Hobbs and Shaw also. Oh um, yeah, that's 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 a one. That that's part of it. Yeah, Roman Reigns, baby. Um, that's right. <laughs> wow, he does the ooh. <laughs> I, I I hadn't seen it yet, but I heard that he's in it very briefly, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so. You know, I'm out here just living my life a quarter mile at a time. But we'll uh, we'll see you next week talking yeah. some more pro wrestling, probably on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll uh, once again stay subscribed. Be sure you're following us on social media. That way you'll know when we're going live next.